Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here. Our next guest is a registered dietitian and health and wellness spokesperson for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, based right here in Detroit. She's a native of Sweden. She moved to Tennessee, where she later earned a bachelor's of science in nutrition with a minor in business administration. She holds a master's of science in public health nutrition from the University of Tennessee. She's passionate about the science of nutrition and behavior. She has experienced working in clinical nutrition, public health, and teaching in the university setting. In her free time, she enjoys experimenting in the kitchen, exploring the outdoors, and working on art and spending time with her family. Welcome back to It's Your Community, Shanti Apello. Shanti, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, speaking of the new year, I'm really glad that our topic is coming up because that's something that I've really been working on sustainability in my own home. Yeah, I love this topic. And when it was uh, kind of pitched to me, I thought, oh, I've never done anything like this. So we're talking about tips for at home sustainability. What made you passionate about this? You know, I started learning more and more about how our food choices really influence the environment. So, you know, of course, something that I've already done is recycle and things like that. But it just became apparent to me that it was so much more than just about recycling, that even the food choices I'm making, uh, the types of food I'm picking out at the grocery store influences our environment as well. So that got me really passionate and really dug into the science of all of this. And it's really interesting um, the impact we can have even as consumers. So let's start with Shanti. Um, ways that you could care for the planet by making small changes at home, such as combining errands and using less plastic. So give us examples of that. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things, of course, is that when we have a day off, it's the weekend, we might think that we're going to, you know, go shopping and things like that, uh, go to the grocery store. And of course, whenever we are making these types of errands, um, we're using gas. And the more we can reduce those types of trips and combine them into one, uh, if you can combine errands with your friends, with your partners, um, you know, those are really great ways to do so. Uh, also, when you're online shopping, think about, you know, combining your shopping into one, buying from one source so that less packaging is used. Uh, another thing too, whenever you do decide where to shop. So, you know, we're talking about these errands and we're talking about, uh, ordering online, also choosing companies that have it a mission to, um, contribute to sustainability, whether it's using less plastic or, uh, fewer trips or things like that. I love that. Um, you know, buddy system errands, maybe you could do it with your neighbor, um, take turns driving different cars. So you're carpooling. I mean, you think about that when people talk about buddy system, when they're exercising, I love that whole buddy system of going to the grocery store. Yes. And it's such a great way to build that community too. I love that. Um, and then I know that you asked me about using less plastic at home. Um, yeah. so, you know, as a dietitian, obviously I spend a lot of time in the kitchen, uh, so a few things that I like to use are, um, just ways to use or alternative ways to use plastic. So for example, one of my all time favorite things are going to be beeswax wraps. Have you used those before? No. Okay. So these are made out of beeswax and they're little wraps that you use instead of plastic wrap. 
Um, so you're cutting down on a ton of plastic by using them and they're also reusable. Uh, so they kind of wrap just like the cling wrap right around your bowl, right around your plate. Um, and they're great because they still allow some breathability in there. Uh, you can wash them in like cold water, uh, rinse them off a little bit. So of course you don't want to use them for things like chicken or, um, you know, something that has bacteria, but for vegetables and cooked dishes, they're extremely, uh, useful. And it's great that you just kind of fold them up and use them again. Where do you buy those? You can find them anywhere online now. Um, I have a few different sets that I bought from a little market when I was in Australia. That was the first time I had ever seen them, but now they sell them on, you know, Amazon. They sell them on all kinds of online stores. Um, a lot of even in stores that have, you know, organic kind of produce and stuff like that will sell them. And they're, you said they're reusable so we can wash them and you reuse them. Yes. You wash them, you reuse them. Um, you know, I try to keep mine on hand for a few months. Um, and then you can replace them depending on how they're holding up. They come in all different sizes too. So if you have, you know, a smaller bowl that you want to cover, you can do that. You can even wrap sandwiches in them. You can wrap, um, you know, all kinds of things in them. And in that same vein, there's some really great options for not using plastic bags. So you think of your classic zippable bag. Yeah. Um, there are actually silicone versions of those and they're reusable. And I know what a lot of people are probably thinking it's, well, I'm not trying to hand wash a bag like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but what's great about that silicone is it does tolerate the dishwasher temperature. So you can put them in there, um, mm. which I love. And, you know, you can use them for all kinds of things. It doesn't have to be just food, but you know, it really great option if you can't pack your kids lunch or something uh is putting your sandwich in one of those instead okay so you get those online too the silicone bags yeah and they sell them to you know in many stores now even in a lot of grocery stores they sell these yeah you know one of the things that i um that i noticed too when i worked in an office when we were still in person <laughs> um was you know these coffee pods you think of these really convenient K cups, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're great. You get your coffee done in like a minute <laughs> after it heats up. So those are great. But the thing is, is they're packed with plastic. Um, mm -hmm. they also have aluminum. Um, and so, you know, some of those things are recycled, but a lot of them don't actually get recycled and about 16 million us households had those single serve brewers, uh, in their home in 2017. I don't know uh, what that stat looks like now, but it was a $5 billion industry at the time. Um, so, you know, there are great options for this as well. You can use refillable coffee pods that actually work for these machines. So you just fill it up with grounds and you're good to go. Shanti, I just bought those. Okay. Did so, you? Yeah. Yes. It's funny because I was, I, I, I believe in traditional medicine and holistic medicine. So I, I go to a naturopathic and a regular MD and the naturopathic doctor was telling me get rid of the, you know, the, these cups because of the plastic and the aluminum in them for a health purpose. So I said, oh, I'm going to buy the ones online that you just, you know, use your own grounds. And I'm drinking a cup of coffee right now with that. And I, you know, I just got, I just ordered it online. So I, Great tip. That is great. great. Yeah. How do you like it? Are I you... love it. it. It's great coffee. I, you know, you, when you buy really good coffee, I, I have organic coffee I buy and, um, I, it, it tastes delicious. I actually, 
mix my coffee in the grounds. I put a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of crushed cardamom in my actual coffee grounds. So it's a different Middle Eastern kind of flavor going on. Oh, I so and, love and, cardamom. Yeah. And you, it just enhances that taste. So, and I don't, um, I don't uh, use sugar or dairy uh, in my milk on my coffee. So um, anyway, but it's, you have that strong kind of Middle Eastern flavor going on because a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of crushed cardamom, and I put it in the coffee ground in the little cup. So good. That is such yeah. a good idea because, you know, when you buy some of these flavored coffees, it does have a lot of artificial flavor in them. Yeah. You know, you're like, Ooh, this sounds like a double chocolate mocha coffee ground. Okay. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes they are very processed and you don't exactly know that those ingredients are pure. So I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I recommend it. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And then, you know, you talked, you know, about carpooling. I just really love that idea. Cause I'm thinking, you know, you know, even my sister lives 90 seconds away from me. We could go to the grocery store together, you know, and one of us drives, especially with gas prices today, you know, and not only conserve energy, but you protect your pocketbook too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, 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 yes. And walking, we yeah. live super close to the store. So my partner and I will sometimes like put on our backpacks and walk yeah. over and, you know, bring that. But, you know, as you mentioned, you know, using the buddy system and utilizing your neighbors for stuff like this, yeah. Something else that's really great are these buy nothing groups. Have you heard of those? No. What is that? So it's a network of uh, groups on Facebook. There are some in most communities now. Mm -hmm. um, I know I have one that I've joined on Facebook, but it's basically a gift economy. So you have something that you don't need anymore. And of course, you don't want to throw it away. Um, and so it might be that a neighbor of yours would really like that product. Say, oh. you know, it's just a pair of shoes that you want one of your neighbors to have. So they're getting a gift out of it and yeah. they're not needing to spend money and mm -hmm. you get to, you know, repurpose that item. Mm -hmm. uh, it can even be things like if you have stuff in your pantry that, you know, you're not going to use and your neighbor's are close by and it's a really, um, you know, useful way just to cut down on gas to even drop that off. So yeah. I love those. And, you know, again, it just promotes that sense of community that you're connected to your neighbors. Um, and you know, maybe I love that too, it. Shanti, because we've lost a lot of that in the last couple of years, the pandemic is that sense of community. And that this is a great way without exposing ourselves, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, touching base with your community in these ways. And it's such a great example. Um, we did that recently. We cleaned out a pantry because my, my daughter went on a, a no sugar. So we got rid of all the snacks and we just kind of gave it to one of my husband's employees. And we're like, do you want all these? Because my daughter, we're not going to eat these anymore. <laughs> um, and got rid of all of our stuff. You talk about here too, um, Shanti Apollos, who we're talking to from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan here on It's Your Community, about um, facts around food choices. I know you gave great examples for plastic wrap uh, substitutes, but what about food choices in terms of uh, what we're buying, like proteins and other food we're buying? Oh, goodness. This is so interesting to me. Um, so let's start just with what greenhouse gas emissions are, because I feel like that can be a little bit confusing sometimes. But basically, they increase um, our, our Earth's temperature, right? Um, and so they can come from a lot of different things. And some of these greenhouse gases are built uh, or formed whenever we um, create food. 
from manufacturing, from even raising cattle and things like that. So, um, one of the things that I think is really interesting when it comes to greenhouse gas emissions is looking specifically at some proteins. So the one that's going to be creating the most greenhouse gas emission per kilogram of food product is going to be beef. So I'm going to put out some numbers here, not so that we can, you know, know exactly what these numbers mean, but just Mm -hmm. in comparison to each other. Right. So a beef herd, that's about a hundred kilograms of greenhouse gas emission per kilogram of food. So that's really great. Right. Um, and then we compare that to lamb that's only down at 40. Uh, if we compare that to shrimp, so prawns that are farmed, that's around 27. Um, and so of course those are all kind of proteins that are, uh, animal proteins. So I'll add one more on there, uh, poultry meat. So you think your chicken and your turkey is only 10. So we're comparing beef, which is a hundred kilograms to, um, poultry, which is only 10. So all already there, when it comes to greenhouse gas emissions, choosing poultry over beef is going to be a better choice. Now, when we get into nuts and uh, peas and, you know, tofu and things like that, those are minimal. Uh, tofu, for example, is three kilograms instead of um, that close to 100 for beef. So even things like what you're putting into your mouth can influence the environment like that. Mm, you know, so let me ask you this about beef versus tofu. You know, I've heard things back and forth about replacing, you know, um, animal protein with like tofu protein, but that there's, there's talk about maybe there's too much, um, estrogen in it because of the soy. Is that, is there any truth to that or then negative effects of that? So that was something that was kind of brought up, believe in the late eighties at first, and it caused a lot of concern, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because these, these soy um, products were producing compounds that were similar to estrogen. And so we're like, man, these are going to have these, you know, negative effects, especially in women and raise their risk for breast cancer and things like that. But that's actually been largely debunked. um, And, you know, having a kind of, moderate amount of soy products in your diet doesn't increase your risk. In fact, it can be really healthy and prevent disease in many ways. Mm. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a great thing to bring up, but as we're talking about that too, there are a lot of kind of, um, substitutes out there for things like beef and stuff. You know, we think about these, uh, plant-based meatballs and we think about plant-based burgers and things like that. Sure. Those are great for the environment, but when we do think about our health, um, there, they may not necessarily be as healthy as we think, um, just because they are extremely processed. So, you know, there are a lot of preservatives that are added to that mix, um, that can play a role into our cravings and things like that. But, um, they also have a lot of saturated fat in them still. So, you know, there are different choices among those that are better than others. They're definitely better for the environment. Um, but some of the things we can do is just read the ingredient label, try to pick the ones that has the least amount. And, you know, when you're choosing a burger, those bean based burgers are going to be the best option. Um, that's a, that's great advice. We're talking with, um, Shanti Apollo from, uh, uh Apollo from, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield about sustainability at home. Um, Discuss about shopping sustainability at local farmers markets, such as Easter market or other local farmer markets in your neighborhood. Yes. Well, one of the great things about shopping at um, 
you know, these farmers markets is that the food isn't traveling. So we're buying them from our own community because you think of the transport um, and the greenhouse gas emissions from that. They're not as great as creating the food in general, um, but it does have an impact on that as well. Um, so, you know, shopping from your own community is going to be great. But when you actually go to these places, there are a few things that I like to keep in mind when I go shopping at a farmer's market. One thing is that it's extremely fun for me. So sometimes yeah. I'm not as prepared as I would be for another grocery trip. So just keeping in mind, you know, if you have a meal plan, follow that. Um, you know, I think what happens to a lot of us is we see these like fun things and we're like, oh, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. But uh, do we actually need them? Right. Are they going to go to the waste eventually? Um, so bringing reusable shopping bags is another great one. You know, I know that a lot of these local farmers at the farmer's market try to cut down on plastic as much as possible. Um, but it's sometimes they have no other option than to give it in a plastic bag. So if you can use your reusable shopping bags, bring those. That's really great. Um, I also recommend when you are at a farmer's market to take the opportunity to buy in bulk because, mm. Um, you know, we think about so much plastic packaging associated with our choices. You know, I go to the grocery store and more so than comparing the price nowadays, I'm looking at these two products are extremely similar, but which one is using less plastic or less packaging? I'm going to go with that option. So bulk is really great. And you can even find grains and things like that at the farmer's market. It's not just vegetables where you can buy things in bulk and just make sure that you bring the containers for that. You mentioned a meal plan, Shanti. How important is it for us in general to have a plan for our food and, and sustainability in our home as we go out and do shopping? Well, it's really important to take that inventory so that you are buying exactly what you need. And of course, you know, we talked about a couple of options for donating and things like that. Uh, but we do want to cut down on that excess. Um, so having a meal plan and having a plan in mind is great you know, think about what you're going to have for the week um, and categorize them. I like to put them in categories of like the dry goods we need, uh, the refrigerated items we need, the frozen items we need. And in that way, we're making sure that there's first <laughs> enough room for all of these things in, in our kitchen, um, but also making sure that there's a use for them. So considering, you know, the lunches you're bringing for your kids or um, what you're having for dinner and things like that. And it cuts down on, you know, waste, but it also cuts down on the amount of time you need to go out to eat. Right. So saving money in that way, too. And talk about, I mentioned a little bit, I buy organic coffee and I try to buy organic as much as I can. Sometimes it's just not feasible or I'm not, I don't have access to something organic I really want. Can you speak to us about organic versus non-organic foods? Yes. Well, um, in the sense of sustainability, organic foods are a great option. Uh, you know, for health, there's not a ton of evidence that, you know, having non-organic foods is healthier for you, but it definitely a hundred percent is for, um, for our environment. So one of those reasons is that, uh, they don't use pesticides and there's also a greater, uh, variety of plants. So you're kind of enhancing that biodiversity, uh, which means that you have better soil quality and there's also less pollution from the fertilizers and that pesticide runoff. Uh, so already right there, there are a few factors that it plays into. 
you know, because when we think about conventional farming, um, we see a lot of water pollution because they're using these synthetic fertilizers. They're using these pesticides. Um, and that just isn't great for our soil and our environment. We're talking with Shanti Apello here on It's Your Community from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan about sustainability in our homes. There's so many things that we can do, Shanti. If people are listening and feel a little overwhelmed, like, oh, I can't do all that all at once. Give us some baby steps. Yes, I'm 100% with you because I am not quite to the compost level yet, right? Uh, but if there were five things that I would tell you to do, it's just try to cut down on plastic waste as much as possible. So making those little swaps, like, you know, choosing metal straws instead of plastic, uh, not buying plastic water bottles when you go to the store, little things like that. Thinking about how you recycle and not just what you recycle um, and try not to wish cycle as we, as we call it, uh, which means that you want to know that your recyclable goods are actually going where they are. And you also want to make sure that you're washing out your recyclables so that they're able to be recycled. Uh, the next thing, you know, just try to reduce your trips as much as possible and walk where you can. And then just consider the fact that your food choices do have an influence on the environment uh, and not just our health. So just paying a little bit more attention to that in baby steps. Maybe it's choosing to have beef less than um, three times a week if you were used to having it five times a week, just little steps like that. Um, so we're talking with Shanti here. What else do you want to share with our listeners that I didn't ask you that you think is important to get across? Well, I think that there are so many great places in our community where we can buy in bulk that, and there are a lot of great companies out there. For example, Dearborn Bulk Foods, um, they have a lot of like dry, dry baking goods, uh, nuts, pickles, you know, all kinds of things that you can buy in bulk. Uh, in Detroit, you know, we mentioned Eastern Market, Fresh Time Market, you can buy a ton of bulk items there as well. Um, Rocky's Historical Eastern Market, and then Bush's Fresh Food Market. So a lot of really great places that you can do research on uh, that are committed to sustainability and that do have options for consumers to shop in bulk and use less plastic. So we know, Shanti, a few minutes here left with you on Itcher Community, that one of the, we know, common New Year's resolution is to, you know, eat healthy and lose weight. And and people who may feel like, oh, I, you know, I, I already screwed up or I messed up or I, I'm just going to give up because statistically people give up on their New Year's resolutions by mid-February. What advice would you have for people to keep going in terms of getting healthy and losing weight? I would say um, get to the root of what maybe is sparking some of these cravings and really get your kind of sleep and emotional health in check. Because when we do, it's so much easier to make good choices. Um, I also want to say that, you know, one little mishap, especially on these really restrictive diets, doesn't mean that you've ruined your entire progress. So just, you know, being realistic that if you are trying to omit a certain food item and you have it, it's not going to mess everything up and that you can get right back on track. Um, but ultimately I think self-reflection is a huge part of trying to lose weight and, um, being healthy in general. So mm -hmm. just 
reflecting on what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then solving those problems in a diary or a journal can be extremely helpful because you know yourself best. Um, Mm. and you know, if you've tried to lose weight in the past, which many of us have, uh, we can learn from those mistakes and make better plans for the future. How important is it for us? And I love that idea of keeping a journal, uh, on a, a log of your process, but how important is it Shanti for us to combine exercise with healthy food choices? Oh my goodness. Exercise is so important for so many reasons. First of all, it makes you feel so freaking good. Mm. Uh, you know, you get more energy in general, maybe, you know, in the morning <laughs> we tried going to the gym at six 30 last week as a challenge that that worked out for about one Can I just day. tell you, my daughter wakes my up. My husband, I just have to chime in. My 14 year old daughter wakes up my husband at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym before school. Uh, I don't know how this yes. girl does it. And I'm like, girl, you are dedicated because that is so not me. Oh my goodness. I'm yeah. impressed. And yeah. uh, I don't know if I would like a daughter like that, but she sounds amazing. And yeah. literally way. wakes him up. She's in my room and like, dad, get up, dad, get up. We got to go to the gym. I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. great though. She, yeah. she sounds like she's motivating the whole family. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, you know, and I read one time years ago, actually, Shanti, in, in a, it was actually in a health journal many years ago. And it said overweight people who exercise can often be healthier than thin people who don't yes. just this, the exercise is just good for your body, whether you're trying to lose weight or whether you lose a lot of weight or not, the exercise in itself is still going to help you. Yes. A hundred percent. You're making your heart stronger. You're making your bones stronger. Uh, you're making yourself more flexible so that you can remain independent as long as possible into older age. So there are a ton of benefits of that. And, you know, something too, is that whenever we go on these restrictive diets, um, first of all, they're usually short-term and most people will regain 30 to 65% of that within a year. And only one in three dieters or one in three dieters end up heavier than they were in the first place. So I think, you know, that's just where it comes into, um, you've got to think about what's sustainable. You've got to think about what's going to be long lasting for you. And, you know, these weight fluctuations, they do actually increase your risk for heart disease. It kind of relates to what you were saying earlier, like, you know, you can be healthy at different weights, especially if you include that exercise, but even fluctuating in weight, uh, as we think of yo-yo dieting, Mm -hmm. you have a greater risk of heart disease, even if you were heavier to begin with. So, you know, something to keep in mind there. Shanti, what else, what information do you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? Uh, well, I have a ton of great recipes and information on a healthier Michigan.org. It's blue cross blue shields, uh, website for all things health. I upload about three or four new recipes every month, um, that are healthy and very minimal ingredients and, um, non-processed. So really fun. I love testing out those recipes and I love sharing them with people. So, uh, check out a healthier Michigan.org. Shanti Apollo, thank you so much for joining us here on it's your community. Thank you so much, Vanessa. I'll see you next time. Thanks. Sounds great. If you have any questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, you easily reach me, Vanessa Denhagarmo, at Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You could message me there. You can go to any of my social media platforms, including Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook or Vanessa Denhagarmo and all the other platforms and private message me there. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, to communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening. It's your community. 
a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.